You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Tim Altman, with your another episode of Damascus Crossroads podcast. Um, I'd like to start with a prayer. Um, Lord, thank you for all the blessings you give us. Um, thank you for, for, for forgiving us of our sins, Lord. Um, forgive us of our sins, Lord, and, and help anybody out there that's struggling with addiction, Lord. Um, through your mercy, through your grace, through your forgiveness, um, we can become whole again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, I was watching a movie. I found it on freebie on Amazon, so I said, well, you know, I'm going to watch this. It was The Pledge with uh, Jack Nicholson. Um, said on there, no nudity, no cussing, and uh, so on. So I said, you know, that'd be a movie to watch. You know, I couldn't believe Hollywood could put out a movie that didn't have um, cussing and nude women and men running around or men and men and running around together nude or, or women and women or whoever. Um, you know, so I said, you know, I'm going to watch this. It was an older movie, so um, maybe that's why, you know, they didn't have all that good stuff in it like they put in it now, that wholesome entertainment, every other word's a cuss word or GD. Um, but anyways, in the movie, started out good. It was a little mystery there. A murderer was going around and, um, you know, he was murdering, 10-year-old girls, you know, a real a real piece of work, you know. Probably oh, overrun with demons and everything else that nobody could, um, they probably diagnosed him with 8 million psychological problems and released him from every state mental house and mental home in the world you could probably think of. And, um, you know, never tried the power of Jesus changing his life, but uh, we'll get to that. So it's a good movie, no cussing, no no naked people running around, um, no taking the Lord's name in vain. I was pretty impressed. Well, come to find out the main suspect um, was a um, born-again Christian um, person, you know, didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't do drugs, didn't even cuss. He only had one one thing that, that, that um, we, could, we could really catch, that they really pushed in this, that he was a born-again Christian, that he believed in Jesus Christ. And he was a madman. He went around and killed girls that were 10 years old. That was the message of this movie. Made me sick. Um, you know, I seen where it was going, you know. Um, I turned it off. It's sickness. It, it's Hollywood trash. This is 20-year-old Hollywood trash. Um, you know, you think you can find a movie to watch and that's from Hollywood that, that isn't full of trash, um, you know. And, of course, this person in the movie was, you know, he was in his faith, just like me, you know, he'd going around saying, um, you know, uh, you know, do you believe in the word? You know, he's a, he was a preacher, you know, 
Um, he took good care of his mom, you know. Like I said, not not a bad habit you could see. I mean, nothing. The only thing in this movie, he wasn't post-traumatic stress. Um, he was just a born-again Christian. That's what made him crazy and killed these 10-year-old girls in the movie. I mean, that's what made him nuts was, was um, I guess, believing in Jesus Christ. <sighs> I, I'm beside myself. Um, you know, and then I was reading about atheists now. They they don't even believe uh, their own theory now. Again, they, they said that their theory about the 20-billion-year-old soup isn't real. Um, you know, I got into a, a discussion with one. He said, now they believe, now let's check this out. They believe in a higher, higher power now. They believe that life on this earth was seeded from another uh, another um, civilization across the galaxy is what they're saying. That came to this earth, seeded, the, seeded something on this earth, DNA or something, and it evolved into us. That was the higher power. Woo! Uh, what, um, atheist, what proof? Now, I guess they're not atheists now because of... Uh, uh, an advanced civilization, okay, came into existence. But now this advanced civilization isn't God. Um, they're just um, more advanced than us. Um, they, I asked the atheists how they came into existence. They said they probably came into existence through a Big Bang um, theory, you know. All of a sudden, and nothing, nothing from nothing created this advanced civilization that created us. Okay, um, that's good, you know. I wonder how they get so smart. I mean, really, um, it's um, it's amazing. And, and, and you know, back to this movie, um, to 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 that atheist, I I don't need to. I can't. My grandma always said, "Don't argue with a fool." Um, it doesn't do any good. Um, so I just kind of let that one go. Um, y'all can just ponder on that for a little bit. Uh, it's kind of like the people that you know. I've told you on the other episode about rehab where they where they're feeling this higher power, you know. Even these atheists know that the, everything's too perfect. Everything's lined up too perfect not to have a superior intelligence created us. The way the earth rotates around the sun, uh, everything is just so perfect, laid out so perfect that it, it it had to be a higher intelligence that created us. But they won't give God credit. They They refuse to. Even though God wrote, God said in the beginning, I created, um, you know, in six days, the earth on the seventh day I rested. They kicked the whole foundation of God's worth out from underneath it. Then the next thing he says, I created man and woman. Now you have man and, you know, it's all right to be married to uh, get married 10 different times, 10 different women, or you have man and man or woman and woman. So they kicked the foundation right above creation, right out from underneath it. Okay. Then next thing you know, with our problems that I'm dealing with and everybody else, you know, that voice, that satanic, that demon that comes up behind us, just like that snake in the garden to Eve, that demonic spirit and told her to sin. The same one getting us today. They turn that into a, a mental problem where you have to medicate that demon. You have to talk to that demon. You have to understand that demon. Um, you know, th that person's got mental illness. They're probably not ever going to get any better. They'll have to take their medication the rest of their life so they can talk to the demon and the demon can talk to them. And they'll be all right as long as they continue their medication and talk to the psychologist once a week. Bull. I'm tired of it. You know, I told you last week when, when Jesus came across these demons and mental illness, as they call them today, he looked at him, he pointed at him, he said, shut up. 
He said, speak not, silence, you know, I don't want to hear you, demon be gone, come out in the name of, you know, name of the Lord, get, get out of him, I'm tired of it. And you know what, when I say I hear voices, now I don't hear littler voices, now I do believe if, you, if you're actually hearing littler voices, uh, like some of these prophets say, you know, I hear from God talking to me, he, like one said, he, he goes in the bathroom and God tells him which towel to use, that's how crazy, now that's crazy, now that's crazy talk, I'm not talking about that kind of talking. I'm talking about when, when you come, let's say you, like me, I quit dope for a long time and I reached in my pocket and I found that dope. My inner voice inside of me, you know, I thought to myself, that's a correct way to put it, not hearing voices, that, that would probably help everybody. I thought to myself, okay, that I could do that, you know, and I could be all right because that's all I had. I'd do it. I would never do it again after that, you know, and I'd been clean now for uh, over 30 days. That was, to me, that, that was not just me talking to myself. That was a demonic spirit. That was, that was a bad spirit inside of me telling me to do evil things and destroy myself. You know, that's the way I look at it. And we all have them voices. That's why people commit suicide. That's why people relapse. Um, and we can have all the rehab places. We can give them all the Prozac. We can give them all the Suboxone. We can hug on them. We can, they can tell us stories about how their mama and daddy was mean to them until the sun comes up. But until they get Jesus Christ in their life, it ain't going to help. Until they admit they're powerless, that's number one step in 12 steps, admitting you're powerless over your addiction. And that's when you have to turn to Jesus Christ. You have to give it all up. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to tell you all about that movie and um, how it upset me. Hollywood's full of filth. You know, and what's bad about that is who, why, why couldn't they just make that bad guy in the movie be, maybe he... He could have been a um, somebody that run around and committed orgies and, and did drugs and uh, tripped out on LSD. And, and maybe uh, over time it messed his mind up where, you know, he no longer, you know, was attracted to women, um, you know, and his mind was jacked up from doing dope. And he, he liked to attack little girls, you know, that that could have been a plot to the movie. You know, um, that, that would have been a good storyline. That's very possible. Or maybe he lived in some kind of pervert um, relationships that and did drugs and, the, and lived a lifestyle that had nothing to do with Christianity, but had more to do with Satan. And he decided to torment little girls and kill them. That would have, maybe, maybe Hollywood could have came up with a storyline, but like that, but no, 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 no. Not the demons in Hollywood. They have to pick on Christians. And, and when, and when somebody sees this and then I, and then I try to tell them about Jesus and they're watching this filth and, and, and in the back of their mind, they're saying, Man, this dude believes in Jesus. He could be a psycho nut like this guy that, that killed these little girls in this make-believe Hollywood movie. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. The, the Lord brought me through this addiction. Um, he saved me from things that, I mean, I don't even see how. I, I think even people that want to see me get busted, they're, they're just in awe of how I escaped not being in prison, not being dead right now. Um, the Lord had a purpose for me. And, um. I think my purpose is to spread his word and, and tell everybody out there to, to don't believe these lies out there. Don't believe there isn't a cure. Don't believe you can't be helped by Jesus Christ. And to tell you not to believe all the garbage out there, all the BS, all the know-it-alls, all the atheists, all these head shrink doctors that tell you you need medication and, and, and that you need to talk about it and uh, your drug addiction and, and, uh, you know, you're going to suffer with it all your life and you're going to sit around and think about all your life, but you're just going to have to white knuckle it and you're going to be miserable. But that's just the way life is. No, it ain't true. Y'all there's Jesus Christ. He come to save you. 
He, he, he is the cure. He died on that cross for our sins. He didn't have to, you know, and he's going to judge us all. And that's one thing everybody says, well, what about a Buddhist or what about somebody over in the Hindu mountains that never had a chance to accept Jesus Christ? I understand that. But I promise you, here's what the Bible's saying. That Hindu will stand in front of Jesus Christ and give account for his self. Okay? Now, however Jesus decides to judge his life because he didn't have a chance to hear Jesus' gospel, I don't know. I'm not God. but So that's what a Christian means by you have to go through Jesus Christ in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay? You have to stand before Jesus Christ. Okay, do you have to be a Pentecostal born again, tongue speaking Christian to, to, to go to heaven? I, no, absolutely not. You know, it's you never heard the word if you lived out in some kind of rainforest on an island where you never heard about Jesus. I think Paul said, if I if recall right, he said you're going to be judged upon your deeds. You know, I don't think Jesus. I know Jesus ain't going to hold you responsible for, uh, for for for. For not hearing his word when you never had a chance to hear your word, but you will stand. Everybody on this earth will have to go through Jesus Christ to get saved. Now, anybody within the side of my voice are being offered a chance to hear the, 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 the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, what that entails is getting in your Bible, um, reading the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, talking to a preacher. You can email me, um, go to a church, find a good preacher, talk to him, get saved. Repent of your sins. Jesus talked about repentance. He talked about being thankful for what he did for us. Um, you know, uh, he died on the cross for us. He took He took it so we could we could go to heaven. He branched that gulf because before him we were too we're too sinful as it is right now without Jesus Christ and what he did. None of us would nobody ever not even Mother Teresa not not even Jesus's old mom would get to go to heaven without the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did for us. That's how sinful we all are, okay? And the, and the more I become a Christian and the more I grow with Jesus Christ, the more I understand how sinful I was. And I want to revisit that movie just for a second there and, and set these um, demons in Hollywood correct, you know, um, always portraying the Christian, the born again, the, the Bible believer as this psychopathic, murdering lunatic. I'm going to tell you all something. Here's what Jesus said about anyone that hurts a little child. Jesus seen the little children playing. He's with his disciples. And he, the little children always came to Jesus, and, and Jesus would tell them stories. And, and um, they, one of them, he sat one of them on his lap, and he, he said, If anyone, if anyone now, listen to this, demons in Hollywood, is to hurt one of these little children, it would be a better for them that a millstone now, millstone was a large, large rock, probably weighed as much as a human, tied around their neck, and they were cast into the deepest parts of the sea than to harm one of these little ones. Okay? That's what Jesus said. That's what my Savior said about hurting the children. That's why I get so fired up, you know, about this Hollywood trash. The people in Hollywood are the ones hurting these children. These people in Hollywood are nasty, filthy, perverted. Um, they're the ones hurting kids. What about that one director that was going around and 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 raping all his all the women? I mean, it's just one scandal after another with them perverts and filth in Hollywood. And that's what my Jesus says about hurting a child. To me, hurting a child is one of the most is the most disgusting, low down thing a person can do. 
to 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 rape a child to 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 do something like that to to murder him to me i can't think of anything lower and when they accuse when they take and they and they turn this character he's supposed to be a born again christian that means he's born again in jesus christ into this child murder look is there a few people out there that that are wackos that 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 believe in jesus christ sure david koresh i mean he 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 had a form of this church godliness but he he twisted it all around and, and he made it fit his own desires where he slept with everybody in his congregation um yeah there's a few wackos out there that they, they, they gravitate toward toward christian but they're not christians they they don't know their bible any christian that is god-fearing like i am or 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 or, or people i go to church with loves jesus is not going to hurt a child um anybody that does man is is, is of the devil satanic only by the heart of child is is, is 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 somebody that is satanic, but you know, I just couldn't stop myself from watching the rest of that movie. I said, you know, most time in a movie they have a little plot, you know, like whoever your main suspect is at the start. You know, you come to find out it's somebody else. You know, so I was like, man, maybe, maybe, you know, because this movie really didn't have a whole lot of cussing in it and 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 nudity and it didn't, you know, didn't have any cussing actually. It was strange um, that I that I heard. Um, I said, maybe, maybe, you know, I'm giving this bad movie a bad review. Maybe it's not this Christian guy. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's a real perv, you know, somebody that would possibly really hurt a kid, you know, people out living them perverted lifestyles and doing drugs and um, worshiping Satan. Uh, you know, maybe it's one of them people, you know. So I watched it, but nope, nope, it didn't let me down. Sure enough, it was the, um, it was the, um, pastor that was a supposedly supposedly a christian god-fearing man he, he told everybody about the bible and the holy spirit sure enough hollywood did not let me down again and you know another thing you, you watch these movies about terrorists and always never fails whatever it is if it's showtime a terrorist thing or, or or any terrorist thing it's always it's always the christian ex-military patriot who who was you know who, who served in our u.s military fought bravely you know is, is god-fearing believes in his um believes in the right to carry weapons they're always without a doubt they're always just like the christian they are they're always the terrorist in any hollywood filth we watch and you know what i think hollywood is a destruction of our country um it's so much poison and filth that they put into our mind. You know, I can see it clearly for what it is now. Um, should I still be watching it? No, it's got me upset today. That doesn't help my walk with the Lord, you know, to to get upset like this. But, you know, it does upset me for a reason because when I go out, you know, and people are watching this and then I say I believe in Jesus. Um, but I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep telling people about Jesus. I know I know my Lord and Savior. I know he's for real. Um, I'm not going to let these devils in Hollywood, you know, make make me embarrassed of my Jesus. I know who my Jesus Christ, my personal Savior is. He He loves us. He's good to us. All good things come from him. He died on the cross for us. He did everything for us. And and that's what gets me, you know, about the chosen. Everybody wants to, you know, nitpick the chosen and, and, and you know, strain at a gnat when there's these movies that just just don't just get us, man. Anyways, I went up in a beautiful day, so I took a little break and went out and helped my neighbor. He um, helped him put up an antenna. He's getting rid of his satellite, and uh, 
got him an antenna, so I helped him put it up. He's kind of a little bit disabled, and he's feeling better, though. He's losing some weight, and um, they got him on the Tarzan shots like they do all us older fellers. Um, I, I don't take them myself. I'm not going to do them. Like I told him, I got off all my other drugs. I'm not going to start taking uh, testosterone Tarzan shots. And he was telling me that his um, testosterone tested at 1,000. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I guess it's the same testosterone of a 19-year-old. So um, he said he's feeling just about good enough to get in trouble again. I said, my friend, I said, ain't you getting a little old for trouble? I said, um, you know, I talked to him about Jesus. Now, it seems to upset him like it does many people when I talk about Jesus. He said, you're not going to start that religious stuff on me. I said, yep, I sure am. I said, um, you don't like it. I said, you can, um, you can fire me, you know, which I wasn't charging him nothing to put his antenna up. He offered to pay me, but I won't take it. Um, we're neighbors. You know, we do things for each other. We help each other. He's a good man. He's got a big heart. Uh, but every time I tell him about Jesus, sure enough, I got to, I got to hear about, you know, preachers he knew that, that slept with all the women in town and preachers he knew that uh, robbed their congregations of all their money. And I, and I tell him, I tell him just like I tell you guys, I said, Jesus Christ never did any of that. You know, them, them people, if they don't repent, they're going to go to hell. You know, take comfort. If that makes, if that thinks you take comfort and what they did, then let that take comfort. If they don't repent, they're going to end up in hell. And if you let that drag you down and you don't repent, you know what? You're going to get to hang out with them for eternity. You know, that's what I tell these people. Uh, they don't like it, but they don't. You know, at the end, though, he um, he said, what do I owe you? I said, well, I would ask you to go to church with me, but he said, now you're pushing it. So um, he gets a little offended, you know. People get a little offended about Jesus, but I, I'm going to keep pushing Jesus. You know, people didn't stone Paul and Peter and and uh, because they because what they said made them feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Like, well, I love you so much. I'm going to stone you, Paul, and um, and um, Barnabas, and I'm going to roll you down a cliff, you know, or, you know, whatever. I'm going to crucify you on a cross because you just made me feel so good about my sins. Um, You know, I think I'm going to spotlight marijuana. That's my drug this week. You know, we're going to take a look at it, and this is kind of interesting. This guy here I helped. Hey, um, back in the day, we was we was big time marijuana growers in this area. Um, that's what we did as soon as I got out of high school. It, it really destroyed my life because instead of you know I was going to be a fire fireman, uh, you know, go to maybe go to a little community college. If it wasn't for this um, easy money, we'll call it. And um, you know, of course, my parents didn't like it. They just pretty much disowned me. Um, you know, I got to grow in marijuana along with everybody else around here. And like me and him said, we we struggled for years. We 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 faced almost faced jail time. Yeah, he did. He um. It seemed like whenever we thought we was getting ahead with that kind of stuff, that we, we would lose it all. Um, it's funny. He had hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, he had big indoor operations, which he says it's a coincidence he got caught, but I think it's local local snitches that got him. Um, but anyways, neither here nor there. Um, but he said it was funny because he had hundreds of thousands of dollars, and when he got in trouble with the law, he, uh, it took everything he had down to the penny between his attorneys and legal fees and court costs and fines from the law. He was dead broke. He said all them years he lost his property, everything. And um, he said after all that work, and he he worked hard. He said I was right back where I started. And I, you know, granddaddy always said evil money. You just can't hold on to it. And, you know, for years I, I made up, you know, I tried to make, you know, I, I tried to make myself feel better about growing marijuana. Like, you know, all oh, marijuana is not going to hurt you. It's, you know, pat yourself on the back. You know, at least we're growing some good United States, you know, good marijuana um, that's healthy for people, you know, and, and ain't sprayed with Raid or whatever. Um, 
But you know, marijuana is a very deadly drug. I told you, you know, in fact, this guy, he still thinks marijuana is all right after all he's been through with it. And um, he said, I don't care what you Christians say. He said, marijuana is, um, marijuana ain't hurt nobody. I said, tell that to that lady I know that, that her that her, her son smoked marijuana that was sprayed with fentanyl. Now he's dead, you know. And then, you know, I looked at him. I said, you know, she's mad at that the drug dealers for spraying her son's her son's marijuana with um, fentanyl, but did she ever have a talk with her son about smoking marijuana and not doing it? You know, no drugs are safe anymore, like we were saying. And, uh, you know, I told him, I said, the meth is being cut with fentanyl. He said, yeah, I know that. He's, you know, he said, of course it is. It's cheaper and it's addicting. I said, yeah. And he said, that's what drug dealers want. I mean, they don't necessarily always plan on killing their customers. You know, that brings a lot of heat down on them, but a little slip up with fentanyl, just a little too much. And it goes from, you know, um, for example, I got a nephew, um, you know, I got family members that smoke weed. And of course they like this stuff sprayed with fentanyl because they'll say to me, well, I, I smoked that. And, um, you know, back when I smoked dope, you know, you'd smoke it, you get the, you get a little high, you'd, you'd laugh and, but you didn't get laid back. They, they, you know, he says, I, I get myself when I smoke, I fall against the couch and I can't move and I, and I pass out. And that ain't marijuana, my friend. That's fentanyl poisoning is, is what you're getting a light dose of it. And you're going to get addicted. And they're addicted to this marijuana now. And, and it's sprayed with fentanyl. You're basically smoking heroin. Um, yeah, you're going to get addicted. Um, regular marijuana is not going to compare to that. And marijuana, even if it is regular right off the plant, right off the field, you know, healthy marijuana, as they call it, which ain't healthy, it messed me up big time. It, 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 when I did it with meth, that's when I really started spiraling out of control, you know. Um, when I started combining the two, it, it marijuana really messes with my head. And I also, you know, I, I talked to a family member who's done quit for 20 years now, actually. Well, actually, my brother, older brother. And he said, um, he said, of all the drugs, marijuana messed me up the worst. You know, it, it done something to me, you know, mentally, you know, where I, where I didn't function right. You know, I was paranoid. Um, it just, I didn't feel right. And, and that's the funny thing about me. I could go around people on meth. I could... I can be on any drug you wanted, but I'd smoke marijuana. People say, man, he's as high as a kite. Um, yeah, marijuana is not safe. It's not good. You know, I love these people. They they say marijuana doesn't do nothing for me. It doesn't do nothing to me. And they'll, you see them, they're living in mom and dad's basement. They're 40 years old, got their girlfriend and kids moved in the basement. You know, it's like, really, you know, uh, marijuana ain't done nothing, but it ain't, you know, um, kind of like I got a, you know, a family member that smoke, smokes marijuana and he's like, he he's so... He can't even run a power drill. Let's put it that way. Like he, like one time he had chickens in it, and it said hen layer pellets. And he asked me if it was safe for his rooster to eat it. You know, I'm like, whoo, man, really? You know, I know I did large amounts of meth, and, and I got holes in my brain probably. But I, you know, I got a little bit of common sense. And you know, these people smoking marijuana. I, I mean, I held a job when I was on meth. You know, I, I built a house. You know, I built houses. I mean, I, I remodeled houses. Um, my mind still worked, you know, even though I'm sure there's holes in it and, and Swiss cheese now. But these people smoking marijuana, it messes them up. It is not good for you. Now they're even proving it's cancerous. It causes lung damage, just like cigarettes. It's equal to smoking cigarettes, basically, lung damage-wise. And if you're smoking cigarettes and smoking pot, you're really you're really messing up your lungs. And I don't believe it's godly. A heavy pot smoker, I have not found one heavy pot smoker that when they get down to telling me about how they feel about Jesus, how they feel about repentance, um, what their stance is on, on salvation, that I even think they're going to heaven. You know, of course, I, 
let me tell you, I'm not the judge of that. All I can do is go by what the Bible says, repentance, how you live your life. Um, are you out doing things sinful? Like, you know, I talk to people that smoke marijuana all the time and, and they won't work. They're lazy. The Bible says a slothful man is not good. You know, um, the man expects his woman to do all the work is not good. You know, well, I smoke marijuana. That's my own business. Well, yeah. You know, if you got a family to take care of that money's better off spent, you know, on your family and not on marijuana. So I'm not a fan of marijuana. You know, that's funny. When I was in rehab, that's one thing I thought I was going to do. You know, I was debating drinking, but I was going to go home. And I'm not, wasn't really crazy about marijuana, but you know what? I was so proud of myself. I'd quit meth and the Holy Spirit just the same, it did this. And I thought I was going to drink too. I just, you know, and um, the Holy Spirit just led me and said, you stop. I talked to my older brother about it too, you know, and he, he helped me, you know, that's really he didn't really give me a whole lot of advice, but he did give me that. So I appreciate that from, um, that was some good advice that, you know, sometimes that's what I'm saying. Sometimes them little things you do for people, you don't realize you did much. My brother, my older brother may have, have done, have said, said that to me where he said, look, dude, don't compromise. Don't drink, don't smoke dope. Cause I was planning on getting out and drinking a little smoking dope. Of course, that's devil talking. There ain't no such thing as just doing a little smoking, a little dope. You'd be back on meth for, you know, my brother knew that too. And and I've seen him quit for 20-some years now, and, and he never compromised. We'd be on a float trip down the river, and, man, I'd be like, why don't he just drink a beer, you know? Ain't nobody going to know. He wouldn't do it. You know, he just wouldn't compromise. But he never was the preachy type. Like me, I'm out here. I got my own podcast. I'm telling everybody quit drinking, quit doing drugs. Now, he wasn't a heavy user like me. I was a – but still, he he doesn't – he never went around and – um, which, you know, I, I kind of respect him for that in a way, uh, in a way. Um, he did that last Christmas. He did get up and speak at the um, rehab place and um, told the guys his story about, you know, how the Lord's helped him. But, you know, everybody's different, I guess. Some people just, you know, quit. They, you know, I, I don't think he had the war stories to tell, like, per se, some of us have, you know, the, the hardcore addicts, you know, like like we were. He was kind of a, um, a weekend warrior, party animal type, you know, after work type partier, you know, go to the bar, go here or there, whatever. Uh, but. Uh, we all fight our demons, you know, but, you know, we, and we all act different after we quit. Some people just kind of quietly, you know, go into the shadows and, and kind of quit like he did. They kind of, you know, just kind of live by an example. You know, he's, he's lived 20 years as of, of an example. And I'm glad he got up and he told everybody, you know, at, at ground zero, Hey, this, you know, I quit for 20 years. This is how I done it. This is, this is how I feel now. This is what was happening to me. This is where I'm at now. You know, he's a successful attorney. He's got a, got a good family. Um, uh, the Lord's blessed him 100% totally. Uh, no. So, but anyways, yeah, looking, I'm actually looking forward to going down and seeing him, taking a break. Um, at the end of March, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stop our podcast for a little while and then jump into season two. And we'll take a little break from it and I'm trying to get some new material together, update my studio, maybe get some guest speakers on stuff like that. Try to, um, you know, get back on there with the season two and try to help some people. So, um, you know, pray for us. I'm, I'm going to pray for you guys. Uh, but marijuana, no, not good. Not good. Not not good at all, y'all. Um, don't let anybody fool you. And, and you know, one thing I want to say to anybody out there, young kids or people that haven't tried drugs, stay away from them. They change you. They they hollow you out inside. They When you do it, even if you do cocaine for just a little while or meth or heroin, and somehow you quit, it's it's going to take a part of you with you. Nicotine does the same thing. It takes a chunk of you. It changes something chemically you in you. I believe changes something chemically, and it's almost, I think it's a medical fact, 
it does something with your synapse, and sometimes they heal, sometimes they don't. Kind of like my uncle with cigarettes, you know, he's the kind of person where he he had quit, you know, quit for 30 years, but he's, I think about him every day, you know, he feels something, you know, like some kind of chemical imbalance now because he did it. So, young people, if you ain't done drugs or any kind of bad habits, don't do them. Um, ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure. You know, I didn't I didn't take the ounce of prevention. I did any drugs that I, I could, you know, for the most part, and I didn't shoot up or none, but I, for the most part, I did a lot of drugs I shouldn't have. And, um, you know, I'm paying for them now. They, they hollow me out, you know. Um, but anyways, God bless y'all, and I'll pray for you. And... You please pray for me and pray for my podcast. If you got anybody out there, you know, that's struggling with drug addiction, just send them a link to this. Um, Maybe something I can say can help them. If I can help one person out there, then this is worth it. Um, It's worth everything. And like I said, don't ask for donations. Um, I put all my own money up for my show. Uh, I wouldn't take a donation um, because, you know, I'm not going to get into that because, you know, I don't want, like, you know, my neighbor, you know, he's all he can talk about is how the pastors robbed everybody and, they, and I don't want to be there. I, I don't want to go there. Um, it's a blessing just to just to, to, to try to help people and um, tell them about Jesus, man. That's that's a real blessing. You know, people out there listening, I thank you. But, hey, hit me with a like. Hit me with a favorite. Hit me with a review. Um, you know, pass this on. If you got somebody struggling with addiction or, or we all either are struggling with addiction or we're recovering from addiction, or we are, we know somebody that's either coming out of addiction or in addiction. Please, please send this podcast to them. And this podcast does not take the place of the Bible and reading the Bible and getting good, sound, spiritual counseling like a good, solid preacher, you know, that, that's trained in the Word of God. Okay. I'm just a man, I'm just an ex junkie who, who loves Jesus. That's all I am. And I, and I keep it simple with my theology. My theology is the three books of the Bible and John and Paul's writings um, and some of the Old Testament. You know, that's my theology. You know, I keep it simple, you know, repent, love Jesus, love your neighbor. I don't try to get complicated. I, I don't get too deep. You know, if you really want to get into that, get a good spiritual preacher that has more experience. I'm kind of that, I'm kind of that show. I want to be that show that, that during the week you can just kind of, you know, turn to and, um, and, um, and get a little uplift, you know, get a little something to keep you keep you going through the week, you know, just a little something there to push you through till you get to church next or you you get to your AA meeting next. Um, or you get a chance to get to your Bible. That, that's what I am. I'm something you can you can throw on your iPhone there and click on, hey, I'm gonna listen to to this Tim guy just for a little bit, maybe, maybe get a little uplift. Let me get through this situation where this devil is on my back, you know, where somebody's trying to get me to do some dope or, you know. Hey, come by my house, you know, let's talk. You know, you know, they got dope. You know, maybe something I can say, you can say to them is, no, sir, I'm not, no, ma'am, I'm not going over there. I'm, I'm, I'm walking with Jesus now. I'm standing my ground like General Grant. You know, I'm not going to let you chain me up again to that little state. You know, I'm not going to stick my hand through that cage and get, and get, and get my hand around that bait stick and I won't let go. I'm not going to be like that no more. That's what I hope this podcast can do for somebody out there. But hey, God bless. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. I'm seeing a few. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. 
May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.